All right, let's get this one started, guys. Today's uh, October 16th. Our podcast today, uh, I have no idea. We still don't have a title for this. Uh, but let's introduce everyone here. I'm Alvin, or Jorge, is, as everyone calls me. Uh, that's my podcast name. I'm Vivian, returning co-host. And I'm Tony. Uh, you can also call me Tanzu. Yeah, I think we've mentioned uh, Tanzu a couple time in the pa- times in the past. Uh, so here he is now, our first guest. Special guest. Yeah, our first special guest. Thank you very much. I'm very excited to be here. Uh, Tanzu was asking prior to this, what's the name of this podcast? I still have no idea. Uh, we could brainstorm a couple names right now. If you have any names for us, you could call in right now at 1 800 911. Put it in the comments yeah, section. 267 2004? 2004. What is that? Is that the Sleep Country? Oh, Long Force. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't really thought of a name because I didn't know how, how much we were going to take this or how far we're gonna go so i didn't really commit to taking making name but we should make one eventually yeah something uh, like maybe you're like the purpose of the podcast or you related to like what you want it to be in the future to live forever <laughs> live forever podcast, live forever <laughs> podcast. well I, I had some names in, in mind i was thinking um yet another podcast was one of the ones right. I, was thinking of, I feel like some. yet we, another yet oh, another podcast but wasn't there someone with it? Two boys, one girl. Oh, yeah. Two. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we could actually have it, like, just... No, no, no. But, yeah, you need something that'll, you know, repeat. Yeah, yeah, another podcast. They, uh, they're they a popular show. They get about 8,000 views per show. I don't think we can... Uh, I don't think we can take 8, that 8,000 per show? <laughs> well, we get more, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, we don't want do. them to steal our two name. Girl. Mm-hmm. No, two Was it two guys, one girl podcast? Was two there guys, one Two guys, one girl. Two guys, one girl. We can make that the title of this, uh, they this have, podcast. Oh, it's, it's the same as every other podcast. Oh, is it? So far. Me, Davis. Me, oh, you. okay. Always <laughs> oh, two guys. Uh, okay, so two guys. Oh, they Love have a it. one that's called <laughs> Two Guys, A Girl Podcast, but they have 59 episodes. I don't yeah, think we can so really compare. Technical. Too specific. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll, we'll be the nameless podcast for now until we find out what We're the name the is. Jorge no name brand. No name brand. We're the yellow brand. Titleless. <laughs> the yellow brand. Yellow brand. <laughs> the yellow suiting. brand podcast. Hmm, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. We're actually going to talk about something very related to our yellow brand podcast. This podcast is going to be a, our upbringing. Well, that's a very smooth transition. Uh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, um, I've been trying to find out if anyone was interested in coming onto this. Um, I know our many viewers all have many, volunteered. Many. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing I was really excited about was talking about our upbringing and the one person that kind of came to mind was uh, Tony or Tanzu because he has a quite a different one than me and Viv I assume because me and Viv we both were born and raised in Canada uh, Tony is born and raised in China, China? Yeah. yeah the People's Republic of China yeah um, <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> I guess Davis, Davis is too right but yeah, sorry, we can only have one person from China. <laughs> yeah, China it's the, it's the one-child policy. One-child policy, we can only have one China come. man. Yeah. Uh, so then, I, I think my, my goal or my plan was just to talk, have a light conversation about our upbringing and maybe what are the things that kind of shaped us to who we are now, right? Because mm. um, yeah. I, I can think of many, in my personal life, many good and bad things that happened in my upbringing that caused me to be who I am now, right? Yeah. Um, so I thought that'd be a cool, fun topic. I also want to learn, like, hey, how was it, like, in China? What's the differences? And I think me and Tanzu, uh, 
have talked about it in the past just you know whenever we're at volleyball or anything like that so i want to get a bit more in depth and be like oh you know exactly what did you do or what happened here how was it different and then i guess me and viv can kind of explain our own and mm-hmm. compare how is this different than when you grew up in china right? okay yeah sounds good maybe i'll just uh introduce myself a little bit but yeah. um i was born in uh the northernmost province in china it's called heilongjiang mm-hmm. and um I was doing I was doing a little bit of research about my province because I really don't really know much about Chinese geography or like much of Chinese history. So um, a couple of days ago, I was just um, you know Wikipediaing uh, uh, on the province. So <laughs> Tara was just sitting here chewing some candy. Um, but yeah, so what I found out was apparently like Heilongjiang <laughs> is like. One of the like, <laughs> we're gonna pause this pod- podcast. We'll be right back. <laughs> sorry guys, as many people know, I still live at home. <laughs> All right, sorry to interrupt you there, Tony. Okay. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it was like one of the poorest provinces in China in terms of like a per capita uh, GDP or something like that. So you can't really compare it to like your. Um, I don't know, maybe stereotypical uh, cities like Beijing or Shanghai. So this is um, this is a province. Uh, at like if you think of uh the map of China almost like as a rooster, like people kind of compare it to like a chicken or a rooster, where it's at like the most northeastern part. So it's like the head of the rooster, where it kind of bo- borders um Russia above it and uh, Mongolia to the east or to the west. Mongolia's to the west. And, so, um, yeah. So, I guess history-wise, was there a lot of Russian influence? So, there's that? been uh, Russian influence, Japanese influence, oh. and Mongolian influence. Just because um, that's, like, uh, an area where China, like, back maybe a couple hundred years ago or something like that, they didn't really have, like, full control over that area because it's, like, the climate-wise, it's probably, it's similar to um, here in Canada in Alberta so like it's it's really cold in the winter time and back then they didn't really have a lot of resources other than uh like uh, petroleum but like it probably wasn't even discovered at that time so what they would have just used it for was like the forestry kind of like Canada right and then um that's also why like there's two cities in uh Heilongjiang that's a uh, sister cities to Edmonton and Calgary so if you look it up, um, I think it's oh, like Daqing is a sister city to like Calgary or Edmonton, and then the other one is Harbin. And um, Harbin, yeah. yeah, because uh, both of the two cities uh, produces a lot of uh, like oil and gas. It's yeah. like a, it's a strong oil and gas sector, so it's pretty similar to uh, Calgary and Edmonton. But yeah, that's also uh, one of the reasons why my parents uh, immigrated from china to uh, calgary so at the age of seven i came over to calgary and then grew up in calgary and then eventually went to u of a for a schooling um and that's why after i graduated from the bcom degree i just stayed in edmonton to work oh that's cool that's cool so it being the most northern city um just a weird one i I was just thinking of Mm -hmm. is is the food very spicy there <laughs> oh like I, I feel like that's that's what they do in china right they use a lot of oil and a lot of spice on more northern parts of of china just because of 
to counter counter the the coldness and stuff like that. I think it's like it's a territorial like region. Like when I think of spicy, I'm thinking like because I don't know too much about oh, like okay. China. I think of like Sichuan, oh, okay. where it's like the peppercorns are yeah, like yeah. numbing and very yeah. spicy. Um, but uh, uh, in in our province, it's very like uh, not bland, but it's uh, like neutral or like. If foreigners came over to eat it, you would feel like, okay, yeah, I could, I could eat this food, no problem. Mm-hmm. Like we, we had, um, we went to a noodle feast a couple of days ago, right? Yep. And um, we had, uh, we shared a plate of dumplings, and uh, my parents would make dumplings all the time, and we would make it at home, and um, dumplings was just basically one of the staple foods, like noodles, dumplings. It's it's very similar. Like that's why it's like a taste of northern China, right? So, yeah. um, you ever had Russian dumplings? No, I've never. I'm actually curious on how close it is, just because Russia's right next to them. How much that influences it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then is is but lamb yeah. a big food there or something? Just because I know in Mongolia it's big on those gamey type of meats, and oh, like yeah. you said, your your province kind of borders the the two other countries. That's all. Because uh, I I remember like back there was like a japanese uh invasion over china so i know like um japan had like some like uh claim over the province and then um but china and like uh it was soviet union back in the day they uh because of the communist countries they worked together to basically fight off the the japanese invasion and then eventually okay we're going back into history here (laughs) but like yeah china took back uh, the land it was it was only like a couple like 20 30 years ago where like and then started really like developing the oil and gas sectors right something like that yeah okay so then um how about your childhood i guess like your upbringing so um i think we've spoke about this a bit before um like kind of who raised you how did that happen was it very so so i guess just to give an example for me um for the most part uh, I had a pretty big family, and they were all in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my parents had to work a lot, so f- my grandparents and my aunts and uncles raised me quite a bit more um, until a certain age, and then my parents got to be home a bit more. Um, so because of that, they had a lot of influence on me. I wonder what it's like for you in China then. I think like when I was when I was uh, being raised, my parents basically said like uh, they just didn't have that much time to raise me. Um, My mom went to Beijing for uh, university to study her master's. And uh, so I I don't think I got to see my mom when I was like two, until like two years old or something like that. But um, I remember this one time, like she came back to visit and then I was just so happy to see her. And like, I ran to the door to like go find and greet her. But um, uh, I think my dad was also pretty busy working as well. So uh, my grandparents took care of me when I was younger. And, um, but I also remember, I can't, I can't exactly remember like what age this was, but, um, my grandparents sent me to like a boarding school. So, uh, in China we have like boarding schools cause there's so many kids. Um, and like, I don't think my grandparents were just like free all the time to take care of me. Right. Uh, cause they probably had to work as well. So, uh, the boarding school is basically like, um, think of your like, uh, think of your like kindergarten but for the whole day and also at night so like you had a like yeah it was like bunk bed set up for like uh kindergarten students and you would eat you would study you would sleep 
and then it would only be on the uh, weekends like saturday sunday that you come back home and then you would see your grandparents or your parents oh so, so you'd stay there majority of the week yeah basically monday to friday you would stay there and then saturday sunday you come home but yeah that was ever since like kindergarten or something like that or even before kindergarten before so maybe i was thinking like four five six i was probably in the boarding school for like is that two years for yeah probably like two three years oh sounds intense <laughs> was it um you get used to, was it hard to get used to at first i don't know because like i think like when you're that young yeah. you don't really think that much right like i don't think i remember like crying like oh i don't miss i miss my parents so much i don't think i was like in that kind of state i know some people like maybe if you got to junior high or something like that then um you'd be like oh i want to go home i want to go home I, I miss my parents and and like be whiny and stuff but i don't think i was and because i i just feel like being raised in that kind of environment i was like calibrating i was like okay so this is what like um maybe life is supposed to be like yeah and so then like it, I never, like, uh, like analyzed it or, like, reflected upon, right. like, what other kids' lives were like. Yeah. I, I just basically saw, oh, this is how it is. I, I just absorb it. I, have it. To I do take now. it in. Yeah. So that was, like, your normal at the time. Like, oh, yeah, you know, sleeping in a different building and then only coming home on the weekends kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, because uh, I'd come home on the weekends and then uh, I'd sleep in my grandparents' bed and because uh, we were basically taught to have a certain routine and schedule in the boarding school. So, like, we'd always, like, fold our blankets, our bed sheets, and it would be, like, very organized. And so I'd come home and then my grandpa just... I remember him telling me, like... He would always see me my uh do do my bed sheets in the morning so like i would keep it very clean and like it was like military style oh, kind of. oh that's crazy mm -hmm. the and discipline they had i'm like yeah. us, man. Yeah. i feel like I, I feel i guess it's all relative because i feel here i was so much more spoiled where i didn't really have to do all those type of things whereas mm -hmm. in a boarding school like that it could be a lot different yeah and then later on after we came to canada uh, my parents uh put me into uh like i remember um there's there's this program for like teens it's like before you turn 18 you can join uh the cadet program which is kind of like pre-military but like it's it's just like it's basically like a little taste of what like it's like to join like the army or something so uh i did that for like when i was in junior high school and uh, uh for the summers we'd go to uh, cadet camps and it would be on like these military bases so the military base uh the camp the purpose of the camp could be anything could be like if you wanted to go for a band camp you would do that or if you wanted to go for like learn to fly a plane like a glider plane you could do that um for like uh for like shooting like there's like some airsoft guns it wasn't actually like real guns because you could um, you had to have like uh probably a firearm license to do that but yeah we could learn to like shoot like uh airsoft rifles but uh, i went there for a six-week band camp and um yeah and it was just like uh like each tower or each building is like uh, a specific gender so then there would be like two different buildings like one for the guys one for the girls and then like uh in the in the guys dorms we had a room uh, it was like basically a straight hallway and there was like six floors um a straight hallway and each uh each uh room would be like uh full of four bunk beds and then it would be or six bunk beds and it would be six of us guys or six or eight of us guys sharing a room together 
and and um I, I i took the top bunk because i just i don't know because i gave the bottom bunk to this guy um called like like jl i think that was his name and uh he was just like this uh big like french guy I th i'm pretty sure he was like 17 at the time and i was only like 14 15 yeah but um yeah and uh he was he was jack too so yeah he had the bottom bunk and then uh i had the top bunk um and then shared it with like some other guys from like bc uh they flew in as well uh, or vancouver and um yeah uh and then we would all be in this band camp so every day we woke up at like 7 30 or something uh did our bed got dressed in our uniforms went to like uh went to go like um it's like a parade kind of thing it's like a field where you just got ready as a group like a squad mm. is what we called it oh, okay kind of like Fortnite, right like it's well it's like it's like <laughs> yeah. a marching band but you're, yeah, you're exactly. like platoons or whatever yeah and you're, yeah okay yeah yeah so we all like lined up the the drill instructor is like attention and then like we all get ready and then like march around um after we march around like um play our instruments go training and then go for breakfast at the cafeteria it's like a hall kind of like um just like those large lunchrooms in like yeah. the schools yeah. where like they just serve you basically like cafeteria food and then you take a tray was it disgusting it or was it oh yeah like um i mean that's because i was a picky eater like when my parents cooked at home but like after that band cap <laughs> I, I came back home and i was like hey, i'm never gonna <laughs> eat again i'll eat anything we had like french fries burgers but well, like the most, I remember this one time. Uh, we had we had some sort of like um, veal soup, oh. and um, and I don't know what happened. But like the next day, I started like vomiting like yellow bile. Oh my god! <laughs> and um, yeah, I was taken to like the basically like their um, the medical bay, medical infirmary. bay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> infirmary. Yeah. yeah, infirmary. Oh, is that what it's called? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I'm, I'm thinking incendiary. <laughs> You're a little sick, alright. It's time for you to go. <laughs> you can't be spreading the vid here. You know? This is like, yeah, I can't spread the virus. You're contagious now. Yeah. We have more students coming. Yeah. It's fine. We can make some room. Yeah, this one didn't pass the VO soup test. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> he has to go. So there would be like a, a. Like, I remember, like, I was sitting in the. Like, I was laying in their bunk bed, like, puking my guts out, and uh, it was just couple other guys in there we were all complaining about like how the food was shitty and uh, mm. they're like yeah it was probably the soup and uh we all got sick too was it like a camaraderie thing like you're all you know banding together saying how shitty this food was <laughs> yeah i definitely did feel that <laughs> definitely did feel that but i mean ever since like i was young i guess i never like had like a strong attachment to family as like maybe mm. you guys would have so well yeah. i feel like it feels weird, but it feels like Tony has a very Chinese experience, but also a very Canadian experience. Because I, I never did any of those type of cadet or Boy Scouts program uh, or anything yeah. like that. Either, really? Right? Yeah. I feel like it's a very North American thing, right? To have, like, Boy Scouts or yeah, something or to cadets. send them into these camps. Because oh. for me, most of my summers, uh, other than, like, high school where I had summer school, like, most of it was, like, doing volunteer work or just, like, hanging around house uh, the home and my parents would give me, like, random homework and stuff like that. Or, um... I guess wor working at some <laughs> yeah. volunteer camps, yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So, it's like my summer was a little bit different from yours, having that type of band camp. But that's that's pretty cool, actually. I feel like it shows where 
in both sides when you're in China and here it was a very disciplined life and I feel like yeah. you kind of live that now where you're very um I wouldn't say strict but just disciplined you're very structured and disciplined with your own thoughts and your routine yeah yeah that's what it feels like and uh living with um Jen and Randy right now yeah. it's uh, they're also like we basically wake up around the same time and then go to bed at 11 12 ish and then wake up at like eight o'clock for some reason yeah, like, I just don't believe that they're as disciplined as you really I feel like you'd be yeah. like you know do your bed right away you know if, if something's wrong in your washroom, you'd, like, fix it right away. I just imagine stuff. Tony waking up every morning standing by your bed. <laughs> just saluting. <laughs> saluting me for having to walk by. He's <laughs> <laughs> standing next to his door. Hi! <laughs> <laughs> the bed sheets are all uh, folded and made nicely. And Randy's like, cool, Tony. <laughs> Good morning again. <laughs> Good morning, sir. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Your breakfast is ready downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> so then I think, um, okay, so I have an older brother and an older sister. And Viv, you have... I have one older sister. And I feel like you, Tony, as a child, probably have to create your own family with your with your camps and your boarding school and stuff like that. Just because, like... But he also has a little brother. Yeah, but I think it's quite a bit of an yeah. age gap, right? Yeah, he's uh, he's 14 right now, so we have a 13-year age, uh, age gap. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I guess, like, it, I was also um, really looking forward to uh, having my little brother when uh, when my mom told me the news. Yeah. I was, like, really excited to have a sibling. I, I think I was, like, slightly lonely when I was 14 years old. I was like, I wish I could hang out with, like, someone. Because, like, oh, I see all my friends. They have, like, younger or older siblings. And uh, I wish I had that, too. It would be nice to have a companion. Yeah, well, there's the good and bad that comes to having a sibling, I think, from my experience. Uh, just the fights, you know, and me being the youngest. I wouldn't say I get bullied, but I definitely get spoiled and then get made fun of being spoiled just because I was so young. Mm. And I feel like part of that made me so um, competitive. Like, I had to beat them because, you know, they kept saying this or they kept saying that. And, and physically, I couldn't. So I had to, you know, win at games and all that other stuff. I think that kind of fueled a bit of my competitiveness and, on the bad side, my, my ego a bit. Okay, both of you are the youngest in your, like, child, like, your uh, family, right? Yeah. You're the youngest child. So, like, how I see it from the old, like, the old, like I'm the older sibling. Yeah. So I've gone through most of, like... Um, like the first time experiences right so basically uh, I would pass on those like that knowledge I have to my brother so I feel like for him he knows like like everything he knows plus what I'm teaching him as well so like he has like the added advantage and it's still relevant information because like um, we don't have that much of an age gap compared to like let's say our parents so like whatever experiences I'm kind of like handing it right off to him so like, like let's say if it was him versus someone in his class who doesn't have any siblings, like I, I noticed my brother's like very mature for his age because because of the higher like um, expectations we have for him, right? Because of the expectations we have for ourselves. I do not feel that at all. I feel like my my siblings just really? beat the shit out of me. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think my dynamic with my sister is really different. So when I was growing up, my mom would always, my mom and my dad are like really big family people. They're like family first, family's everything. Family has to stick together. Family's the like best thing in the world. Okay, my parents are the type of people that like grew up saying like, my dream is to have a family one day and like to have my own kids so they like love the idea of family. So when I was growing up, me and my sister never really had a lot of fights because whenever we would like 
disagree and my mom saw that we were like slightly on bad terms or we're on we're like not getting along she would talk to the both of us and be like you guys only have one sister you have one mm-hmm. sister for life yeah. and you guys are never gonna get rid of each other so you, you should get along and you have to get along because when we die one day in the future my mom was never my mom never like censored anything she always told me everything like straight up and everything that was on her mind she was like when we die one day you guys are gonna be the only ones there for each other and no matter how close of friends that you find you'll only have one sister so you have to be close you have to get along so we like never fought we always played together we're always really close we're always like joined at the hip but the thing is because even though my sister's older than me her personality is pretty different from mine she's a lot more shy and reserved but like, and a lot okay, more she, quiet because she's older like she must have like um told you like things like let's say you weren't like you didn't know about or you weren't sure of hmm. she didn't no oh so okay. my like, sister's you would go only... to her for questions though right no so my sister's oh. only two years older than me yeah but because she's more like reserved and more shy she wasn't a person to like test boundaries or to really like go out of her comfort zone but then i'm completely opposite i'm like less shy more outgoing and stuff so i would push all the boundaries i'm the one that had like the first experiences that like would make your parents mad and then when it comes to usually your younger siblings your parents would be like i already got mad at your older siblings so much for like sneaking out of the house or doing this whatever it's fine for you in my house it was opposite so it was (coughs) me who would be doing that and then when it came to my sister who would like try going out for the first time and parents would be like oh, yeah it's fine you, you, you'll be fine I know like you won't do anything crazy compared to your mm-hmm. sister okay and so then, it's like the other way around yeah well, totally the other way around and then my sister was also because she was so timid and shy she kind of got bullied by my cousins or like other people once in a while and I would be the one that would like stick up for her even though I'm the younger one I'd be, I'd be like stop making fun of my sister <laughs> and then I was the one who would like in turn, bully her, too, instead of her bullying me when we were mm. growing up. Like, I would, like, push her into a closet and, like, lock the closet door or, like, take her toys and <laughs> stuff like that. It was completely the opposite. Well, I think for Tony, like, that age gap, I feel like your brother sees you more of a role model. Yeah, he does. Whereas, like, with our age... like So, my sister, I think, is four years? Three on, and a half, Come four on. years older than me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then uh, my brother is in that six and a half years older than me. So we're still relatively close. So as a child, I never really saw them as much of a role yeah. model. It was more of just like hanging out with them. Really? And, like, well, like I saw them, oh, you know, they're doing these things. This is really cool. I I want to try that, right? Mm. Uh, but it was a similar situation as Viv. Like my brother was a lot more, you know, not really breaking the boundaries. And then my sister broke a lot of boundaries. She got into trouble mm-hmm. a lot when I was a kid. And then when I was growing up, it was easy going. Lucky for me. Well, which is why they, they always say, like, oh, you know, they always tell me, like, that I'm very spoiled and stuff, right? Because one, as the youngest of my family, like, my grandparents like, spoiled the heck out of me. My, my parents kind of spoiled me a bit more. I, I think my parents at that point, they wanted to spend more time with me because they kind of missed all the opportunity with, with my older siblings because they were working so much. So they tried to make a, um, a real effort to try to, you know, include us more in um or include us more in different activities right um but then i also think that kind of sparked some of the like i said before the 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 competitiveness because they would always say hey you're spoiled and all that stuff and they'll make fun of me and then you know i'll I'll get mad and whatever um but then the the one thing they did kind of do for me was that um 
when I was growing up, um, before I went to university, they always said, like, you know, you're so lazy in high school, you're never going to make it through. Bro, you know how Haitian <laughs> yeah. parents just compare, like, their children to other yeah. Yeah. parents' children? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh, yeah. that's so time. toxic. Yeah. So then, so my siblings always, I guess they put that fear in me that I'm going to fail. So when I went to university... You're going to fail and be a bum. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they just said you're going to fail in uni because... At the time, I was in high school, they're in university, and they're like, you know, you're probably going to do really shitty considering how, how hard you try. Because mm-hmm. I did not try at all at, mm-hmm. in high school. So then, in my mind, it created a thing where I was like, no, I have to do like really, really good when I get in to prove them wrong. But it was almost like a trap. It was like, if I go in and I do really well, it's kind of like, oh yeah, good thing we told you so, then that's why you did so well. And then yeah. if I go in and do really <laughs> poorly, they're like, we, we told you so. Yeah. So then I was like, oh no, <laughs> I, I fell into their <laughs> trap already. <laughs> so what do you do? Not go into university anymore? <laughs> yeah, but I, I guess that kind of helped. will be above it, it. and be like, I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm living at your place now at 40 years old. See how this feels? <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that's kind of what fueled me to work so hard in university. Um, part of that, I guess, so. There is also, like, an innate desire if you actually like something you would do really well. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of part of it for me. But, yeah, it's, it's cool because I feel like uh, part of your background, other than the very strict and disciplined schools, for the most part, I was also raised by my grandparents, and I love them a lot. Um, um, but it, it was a weird dynamic. Apparently, my mom told me when I was a kid, like, my mom gave birth to me, and a month later, she went to Toronto for a couple weeks. Oh. And then when she came back, I didn't even, like, recognize her at all. Like, oh. I thought I thought my grandma was my mom at the time when I was a baby. I was like, okay, I, I Who's no breastfeeding you? I, have, I don't ask those questions. <laughs> I don't really ask those questions at all. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Like your dad. <laughs> but then, um, <clears throat> for the most part, like, my next youngest, co- or my next oldest cousin is, I think, like, 20 two or 21 or something so even with all my family here because my mom has like se- seven oh my mom has eight siblings they all spoiled the heck out of me because i was the youngest at the time until my next oldest cousin was born right uh so it was good it was good feeling a lot of love and it was also like it was nice i, I guess it's um something you don't think about but it's also I guess the reason why they always wanted to hang out with me when I was a kid, apparently I was very, like, charismatic when I was a kid, mm. which I don't see that at all nowadays. I'm like, <laughs> like, right now I feel like I'm such an antisocial and I don't really no, care about, like, funny, um, yeah. But then apparently that's why, and then that's that's why I guess I got spoiled more than my siblings and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that's, that was pretty cool. How about uh, you, Viv? Uh, how's your family? Because I know you said all of your family's in BC, right? Yeah, so my dad's side of the family <coughs> is mostly in BC. Some people are in LA, but majority of it's in BC. And on my mom's side of the family, everyone's in Edmonton. But your dad is a family father, kind of. Yeah, so. He puts family first. You yes. know how, like, in a lot of movies, like, the stereotype is, like, the father is, like, out working and, like, especially. Oh, I don't want to spoil Squid Game for you, but, like. Yeah, please don't. Okay, alright, alright. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say anything more. But, like, yeah, in uh, most movies, like, the father doesn't make time for, like, the children and yeah. then, like, forgets birthdays. Well, and it's stuff. like. <laughs> I ain't gonna spoil you any, spoil Wait, anything it, about the show for you, like, but I'm gonna um, tell you the plot. <laughs> but I find it, isn't that like a different kind of love? Like, they're doing it because they want to, you That's know, the fund you. That's the only way they know how to. Yeah, yeah, like, they want to fund you to go to this type of, like, mm-hmm. class after school, or they want to make extra money so you can, you know, have that gift you really liked, and all that stuff. Whereas, 
They I basically feel like, don't want you to work have to work as hard as yeah. But I think they just age. don't show the same type of love that you're kind of expecting. That's the the t- type of love that they know, but like that's maybe not the stuff that you need. Right. So like yeah. your mother would be the opposite, where it's like she would want to spend mm-hmm. the time with you because she thinks that time and experience is more important. Whereas I feel like my father would be like, I want to work hard so he doesn't have to, you know, do this type of thing when he's older. And he also knows that, you know, he's cared for and loved and I'll, like, try my best to try, to, 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 to do that, right? Yeah. It's almost like him thinking about efficiency. Like, it's more efficient for me to go work really hard, make a lot of money, so then I can, like, you know, uh-huh. give these things to my child, right? So it is, I don't so, know. So you spent a lot of time with your father then? Um, Actually, so my parents, because they're such big family people... Okay, so when I look at my childhood growing up, with my perspective now, I see it in, like, my parents are actually, like, amazing parents, since they're those people that actually really want to be parents, Mm -hmm. and actually really love family, Mm -hmm. and they're, like, obsessed with family, they were actually great parents, but because they were so obsessed with the idea of family, they tried a little too hard in a way, and I guess because I was raised, and I was, and I was born in Canada, I kind of expected love in a different way than how they kind of knew how to show it, but... Anyway, so my parents were really obsessed with the idea of family, so they would do anything, and they did try the hardest. So my dad, when I was growing up, my dad did work a lot, but at the time, he had a really good job. And so my mom and my dad, they were the aunties and uncles that, out of all my cousins, they would be the auntie and uncle that would, like, take everyone out and, like, treat everyone. Oh, okay. Treat all the kids. Um, so me and all my cousins every single day after school growing up in elementary school and junior high, we would all go to, we would all get dropped off at my grandparents' house in the morning before all the parents went to work. And then we would all walk together to go to the same elementary You're school. You're all and there was, around the same age too. Uh, kind of, yeah. Everyone's all within five years apart okay. pretty much. And there were seven kids, hmm. seven cousins. Everyone was all around five years apart. And we all went to the same elementary school and junior high. So we would all get dropped off in the morning at my grandparents' house. And we'd all walk together to the same elementary school. We'd all walk back to the my grandparents' house at lunchtime to eat with my mm. grandparents at lunch. And we'd That's all walk back to school. And then after um, like elementary school, we'd all walk back to the my grandparents' house and all hang out until the parents get off work and the parents would all come over and pick us all up and go home. Mm-hmm. And that was, like, the routine every single time. And now every single Saturday, we'd all get dropped off at my grandparents' house and we'd all hang out. Like, all the cousins would all play together yeah, at my grandparents' house all Saturday. And, like... and then when the parents are done running their errands, they would all come over. We'd all have dinner together. Mm-hmm. And then all the parents would play mahjong or do something until, wow, like... Wow, that's so stereotypical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> until, like, like 12, 2 a.m. And then everyone would go home. And that was, like, my childhood of my cousins yeah but like my parents would always try really hard so i always heard things like oh you know we love you a lot like you know how apparently most in most asian families the parents don't say i love you and stuff yeah like i don't think my dad's ever yeah. said i love you yeah i don't think my parents ever say that yeah. so i heard that like every day yeah like from both my parents mm-hmm. they would say like i love you we're trying our best and my dad would even like sometimes if i got mad at my parents or my parents got mad at me we would sit we would actually like sit down and talk which is which i have come to know is like not normal in chinese or asian families so my parents would sit down and my dad would usually be the one that would talk a lot more because my dad is a little bit more well versed in english so he would be the one that would like explain everything more so to my mom's to my mom and me and like just say things like i heard this one a lot he would be like you my mom and or not my mom your mom and i are parents for the first time 
we're trying our best. We want this family to do the best. But then it was, it's actually a very different experience raising your sister versus raising you since you guys are completely different. So, yeah, they were like, it was our first time raising your sister and her personality type and we did our best. But then when we thought we got the hang of it Mm -hmm. for like those two years, you came along and we couldn't apply the same kind of parenthood tips on you as we did your sister because you're totally different. So we're still parents for the first time. We're going to mess up. We're going to do some things wrong. But just know that we're trying our best. I heard that, like, all the time. Which, apparently, is very abnormal in Chinese families. Or, like, yeah. Asian families. Typically, we just flip the mahjong table and then... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? And then... Smash the cups. Fuck this shit! I'm done! Yeah, and, like, I never really got spanked or anything. Yeah, bring um, your ass over here. <laughs> like, my mom would spank me. But then my dad would always be like, I think it's better to talk things out. Like, super... Caucasian and yeah. Canadian style ways. Or sometimes if my mom got really mad, she would make my dad spank me, but my dad would be like, you know why you did this, right? And I'm like, yes, I flooded mm-hmm. the upstairs washroom. And he'd be like, yes. And unfortunately, your mom has told me to punish you with a tantiu or like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a spanking, a, something to spank with. And he, and he would be like, give me your hand. And he'd be like, all right, I know you have to do it because mom told you to. And so that was kind of how I was raised in that sense. It's very. I feel like your dad has so much like empathy or something. Yeah, yeah. I got it's very different. He doesn't beat. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, but spankings came and it came often for me. Yeah, or even like when my parents fought, it was more like a, a family thing. Like my parents would have to fight, but then I would be there mm. as a, like a mediator, and I'd be like, "Dad really means this," or like, "Mom really mm. means this." Like, you guys, you even said like, "We are a family. We're not supposed to fight." Blah, 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 all that stuff. Like, you have to apologize to mom. That's not a real apology. And they would be like, "Okay, fine." Like that's how we always worked out arguments. So it's um, kind of it's very different. That's I so think, cute. The way I was raised. No, I had none of that at all. <laughs> it was just a spanking, and you did wrong, and then that's it, and then we move on. Was it usually lives. for your grades, or was it? For- uh, sometimes for grades, but sometimes for, like, doing something stupid, right? Like, you know, knocking something over. It wasn't spanking all the time. It was like, sometimes you get yelled at and stuff. Uh-huh. But uh, definitely, for me, there was a lot less explaining, and more like, oh, you did something wrong. Oh, yeah. And it's not, it's not, I'm not trying <clears throat> to shame my parents for that. It's just, like, how it's it is. It's just how right? they are. Like, like. They had three kids to raise. They had, you know, they mm-hmm. had to put a roof over. Our What's heads one time you remember like that you got spanked and then that and like what you did? Uh, I kicked the soccer ball into my dad's window. <laughs> <laughs> into the window, like the car window. No, into the, the house, house window. window. Like you were playing in the backyard. Yeah, you just kicked yeah. it and smashed the window. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, that was pretty. That one was a funny one. That one, as soon as it happened, my siblings looked at me. I looked at them. I'm like. I started running away, and then they're like, what are you do? You can just run away. I'm like, oh, I'm never coming fuck. up again. Because <laughs> I knew I was getting a beating of a lifetime. And surprisingly, because I knew that, I feel like as I got older, they knew if I knew I was wrong, it was less of a punishment. It was more of like, okay, he understands he's wrong. There's nothing more that he can do. See you later, guys. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it, it, it changes over time, right? Because, like, as we were younger, we didn't actually understand the concept. So, it was like, okay, I, I know I'm being punished right now, so I should never do this again. But as we get older, it's more of a explanation and such. And then even now at this age, it's more of a disappointment at this point. It's like, <laughs> I don't want to, okay. you know, do something to, like, you know, disappoint them or make them, yeah. you know, feel yeah. sad or anything yeah. like that. So, you know, I'm not going to live their life, but I'm definitely not going to, you know, do some 
crazy okay. drugs, get into gang affiliated stuff, or any of that stuff that they yeah. crazy drugs. You're, did you just say you're not gonna do any crazy drugs? <laughs> what do you define as a crazy right, guys, drug? <laughs> the NSA definitely isn't listening. So, <laughs> so I remember like um like the stuff I would get punished for is because I was like a pretty mischievous <laughs> kid. So like I would I would pull pranks. So like my mom, let's say she's in the washroom. Yeah. I would um there's like in our apartment there's like the power switch. So like I would turn the switch off so there's there's like no more lights. And then I would hold the door handle so she can't open it. <laughs> and then uh, I would I'd drive her into the bathroom and she'd be shouting at me it's like Tony Tony. And um yeah like stuff like that or um I remember back when I was in uh, China. Because in China, like, the, not only your parents beat you, but, like, the teachers would beat you, too. Yeah. So, um, I was in, like, kindergarten, and uh, we were running in a circle around, the like, the dining table. Yeah. And uh, I had a whole bunch of chairs uh, just lined up around the table. There's maybe, like, 12 of us, and we'd play tag. And we'd, it's, like, a kind of like a classroom style, kind of like a kitchen. Kind of like, um, like, y- you'd use your tables for, a, uh, like you're studying but it would also be like this like one major t- like long table um where you could also just finish and eat as well so you'd study and eat there and then um <clears throat> we'd run around the table and playing like tag trying to chase each other uh i remember this one time <clears throat> what i did was because there was a there was a kid behind me he was about to he was about to catch up to me so i i, I kicked the uh, leg of one of the chairs uh, you're gonna say the kid and i was like tony <laughs> <laughs> the same tag no more combat <laughs> so i kicked the leg of the chair so it would get in his way and then the kid uh he, he tripped over the 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 chair uh the leg and then he uh, he hit his head and banged it on the corner of like the table so he <gasps> hit it onto the like it actually like split his, his skull open so um and he's it, like, blood started gushing down his face like immediately. Oh my god! Um, Yikes. Uh, like the teacher saw that like right right away. She she like, she she came up to me and I was like, oh shit! I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. And then, and then uh, she would like as she came up to me, she started <laughs> slapping my face like left and oh right. Oh my god! And I was just like, I was just imagining I was walking back and she was walking forwards. Imagine like each step was a slap, <laughs> and then we just <laughs> went down the table. <laughs> I just got slapped left and right. <laughs> yeah. Well, Tony, you did, uh, that kid's never going to murder a child. Like, uh, he went to the hospital, like, he said he was feeling dizzy because of the oh. loss of blood. Oh, my God. But, like, God. I think after, like, some surgery or something, he was okay. But, yeah, he had a huge band- bandage I ain't playing tag with you ever, <laughs> Tony. But, <clears throat> but, like, in China, it was, it was, like, I don't know, how do I describe it? Like, there was, like, it was, like, the wild west or like outlaws because like i don't know if it was just us but like uh, i you know how you say i was like pretty disciplined but like back then i wasn't really disciplined like you would you would like let's say like just find a random tree and i would just like pee on it or like <laughs> take a dump right in the front yard of the kindergarten <laughs> like i just pull it back and take a dump like, like you say you'd carve something into it like a cute little heart like a t plus whatever but you just said piss on it <laughs> <laughs> like wherever you wanted like I, it was it was like I, I just didn't care at all like you could do whatever you want um yeah so like yeah there was a lot of those stories so back in like um 
my, I remember I only got to like grade one in China because uh, my parents they saw like I wasn't doing good in kindergarten so <laughs> might as well like push it back a year so instead of going to grade one in like when you were like six I think I started when I was seven so um uh yeah I was a, a bit slower you could say when's your birthday uh July um so how does that have to so, do with anything oh well in Canada you depending on when you're born you get put in yeah. either the year a year later or the year that you're I guess supposed to go no, you're yeah, either considered oh, no, early or late no it's either early or on time oh really yeah so it's so oh, if you're January time, February though. so if you're so I'm 94 of February, and I got put in with all the 93s. Mm. Right. So if you're 93, that's just the normal time that you should have been. Yeah, so I was thinking that like I got put in late, mm. just because of when I was born. So I was always the oldest person in all my grades. Uh, I was always the youngest. It was tough. It was like, tough being like the youngest. If you're in December or January or something? My birthday's in March, like March 5th. And then apparently I'm like just around the cutoff date, so... I'm put in, yeah. I'm basically put on, put in with like the year below me. No, no, the same. Same year. Yeah. But so I'm always the oldest. Yeah, like, yeah, because your birthday oldest. comes up first. Because everyone oh, that see, was see, born earlier sense. than you would have been one grade up. Oh yeah, no. For me, it's the opposite because I was in end of February, but then they put me in on the year earlier. Mm-hmm. So then, um, I was always the the absolute youngest of, of the grade which was which was kind of tough because i was always like physically the smallest and stuff like that mm-hmm. usually mentally it didn't really matter because like i just do whatever you know my my fellow students did but um actually i think part of that made my parents think that i was smart for some reason they're like oh yeah he's, he starts school early. He's, he's he's a smart kid um and then i feel like that kind of propelled me to like or put me on a, a, a like kind of a pedestal it's kind of like, oh, you know, because like when, when I was at home, I was always considered like the smart one, um, even though my like other siblings, they, they you wor- just didn't try hard for me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I didn't try hard at school at all because I thought school was a complete like annoying thing. It was just useless at the time. Um, I still kind of think of that of like high school because I feel like I did nothing in high school at all. Like I absolutely did not yeah, no. put any effort in, in high school. But uh, that I think that definitely put me on a pedestal where everyone's like like even my aunts and uncles were always like oh yeah no like this kid's really smart and all this stuff so in my mind i was like oh shit i have to be really smart like it's almost like imposter syndrome it's like, oh shit everyone thinks i'm really smart I have to oh but really it's smart. it's the rein- like um rein- what is it uh, like uh, the affirmation thing is like if you keep telling yourself you're really you smart are, you'll be really smart happens. yeah i don't know like self-fulfilling i, I think people think i am i think i'm book smart if that makes sense. So, like, going through <clears throat> high school, I didn't try because everything just made sense. I was like, yeah. Like, to me, it was just simple math, simple addition, simple whatever. It just made sense to me, right? Other than creative stuff, like like English or any of that stuff. Like, I understood the basics of it, but it was, like, Shakespeare and stuff I didn't really understand and I didn't really care for. Uh, but then when I went to uh, engineering, it was all the same thing for me. It was very structured and it was very simple like it was in in my thought it was never something so difficult i couldn't learn i knew i could learn it it just would take me some more time but then that kind of that same mentality and that same uh, thought process of oh this guy's smart kind of also went to my friends too they all thought i was really smart so then in my head 
while I was in university, I kept thinking, oh, I have to do really good because everyone thinks I'm really smart. And I felt like at the time it put a lot of pressure on me. Like I was like super, I wouldn't say stressed, but it made me think that my value of success is now whatever their collective value of success is. Right, mm. which is like doing good in school, getting a good job, etc., etc. Right, and then it wasn't until more recently where I was like, like, no, like, I'm just gonna do what I want to do. But it also showed like you cared a lot about what other people. Were thinking yeah, about yeah, you. which is which is what I hated the most about mm-hmm. that. Like, I, I I don't know. To some people, it could be good or bad, but for me, I never liked that at all. Like, I cared a lot about what other people thought. So then I I don't know when this happened, but say a couple years ago, I don't know exactly when. I just shut that off. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to start just doing whatever I think is cool, whatever I think I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then yeah. I just stopped. I don't know. I just stopped really caring about what people think. And then that compounded with like me not caring about social media too. So I feel like at times I'm very isolated and distant from from like the mainstream. Yeah. But I really like it because it's like, for me, I just do what I think is cool and not really caring what other people think is cool. Mm. I think that's a big part of growing up when you just kind of dive more deeply and you're more comfortable with your own person and just do whatever you actually want to do yeah but yeah earlier when you said that you feel like you were put on a pedestal i just thought to myself about like my personal situation i feel like i put myself on a pedestal <laughs> well i feel like when others put you on it it's like <laughs> you put yourself on <laughs> yeah. well like but that's good that's that's like a positive way of doing it right? but more so because okay so when i was growing up my dad was my dad always was always known as the guy that never lies and he would always tell us like i never lie if you ask me something you don't want to hear it don't ask okay because i'm not gonna lie to you <laughs> so when i was growing up he would my dad was always like I always tell the truth. I'm always going to speak my mind. I'm always going to tell the truth. So I kind of adopted that as like a good way of thinking. So I would always do that too. But then in like Asian culture, when you're a kid, that's known as like talking back. Oh, yeah, yeah, If like some adults like, no, you're wrong. And I'm like, how am I wrong? And they'd be like, excuse me? (laughs) And I'd be like, why? I'm speaking my mind. What's wrong with that? My dad does that too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like, it's it's when they don't have a good logical explanation. So they're just like, I... this, yeah, because I said so, yeah, and I'd exactly. be like, "Why? Because you said so. Then why do I have to listen just because you said so?" And I got yelled at so much by so many adults because they'd be like, "Your daughter's so rude," and I would be like, "I'm not rude. I'm just speaking my mind. I'm just being honest. Isn't honesty a good thing?" So I got in trouble so much for that. But then my dad would all, all also be like, "You're a smart girl because you want to speak your mind a lot. You will kind of like not deal with bullshit in a way." My dad based pretty much said that like this one time my uncle when i was younger my uncle wanted to open a door and so he was just like calling we were all in the backyard we were having like a barbecue or something and he had his hands full holding like all these plates and stuff and he wanted to open the door so he was like trying to like balance the plates and whatever on his hands to like make a hand free to open the door Mm -hmm. and when i was watching him i was like why do you need to do that why are you struggling so hard? And he was like, because I'm trying to open the door. And I was like, there's literally people inside. Just call inside. Someone's going to help you open the door. Mm-hmm. And my uncle was like, who raised you like this? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you like this? Because I, I, I think the way I said it was kind of like, are you dumb? There's a smarter way. You're, you've been struggling so hard for like the last 20 minutes. Just call inside. There's someone in the kitchen. They can just open the door for you. <laughs> you dumbass. <laughs> yeah. And then, so everyone will always call me like a smart ass or a smart mouth a, a lot of the time. And I took that as a compliment. Because I'd be like... I got high IQ. I'm so <laughs> smart. <laughs> you guys are doing things the slow way Get or like a less, a little <laughs> less efficient. <laughs> or like somebody said, an adult told, like whenever I would hear little kids 
say, um, this adult just told me to, so I did. I'm like, you don't know why? And he's like, no, they just told me to. I'm like, freaking sheep. <laughs> <laughs> so I used to, so I, when I was growing up, I put myself on a pedestal. And also because I think it was because I was the oldest person in my class yeah. all the time. I'd always seem, or like, see myself as, oh, I'm the oldest. I should kind of like, put on an example. Or like, I kind of have the, I'm the adult here. Mm. Or whatever. So I remember in like, kindergarten. You snobby fuck. Kind of, actually. In kindergarten, I thought I was, like, so freaking smart. I would see, like, kids painting with their fingers, and I'm like, you have paint brushes. Why would you paint with your fingers? You're going to have to wash your hands later. Your painting's not going to be as nice. It's, like, it's all a freaking mess. Like, you should graduate from using your fingers and use a paintbrush now. I, like, graduate. remember watching kids paint with their fingers and thinking that. Or, like, I would see... You judgmental shit. Kind of, actually. Because I always thought I was, like, so much more smarter than everyone else. And, or, like, I remember this one time in kindergarten, we had a day when we were making stone soup or rock soup. Because my teacher read, like, some sort of book, and then apparently the book said, like, oh, if you put a rock in a soup, it'll taste amazing, you'll get all these magic powers or something like that. It was, like, a student, it was, like, a little kid's book. And I remember asking the teacher, because all the kids were like, oh, my God, it's a rock soup, I've never had rock soup before, I wonder what rock soup tastes like. And I asked the teacher, I was like, what kind of soup is it really? Because I know the rock isn't going to add any flavor. And the teacher was like, it's just, like, it's just chicken noodle soup. And I was like... You all are so dumb. <laughs> you all are so freaking dumb. <laughs> or we had like a little reading corner, little like treehouse up in the corner of our kindergarten if, class. Yeah, I'm thinking like this must be like you know like for ple- like like everyone else is like plebs, but like it's like <laughs> you're like Elon. You're like you're already thinking like like ten years ahead of like everyone else, and like no one is even close to like uh, thinking or rationalizing at your level. So like. They, they can't understand you, and you can't understand them. Well, like, you understand them, but you're like, this is not the way to do it. But they can't they can't think to your level. But then, but then when your sample size gets mm-hmm. bigger, mm-hmm. then you're, like, you're with the best of the best. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh. I feel like a lot of it's the kids, opposite. when you grew yeah. up, you kind of feel like you're really smart compared to some of your peers. Yeah. But then, like, when you get to university, yeah. you're like... Alright, so everyone's fucking really smart as yeah, it shit. it makes you feel like you're just average. Well, yeah. it was, yeah. Like, I feel like, at least going to end, like, I worked really hard, and I did get good grades, but there'd always be those smart motherfuckers who just, yeah, was just, 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 was just another level, it felt like. Like, whatever I got to, uh, with, like, just working hard and all that stuff, they were always just on another level, and it's just crazy. Because it's like, I may be whatever percentage like top whatever percent of my high school but then now all these top percentage yeah. of that school now all come together and now you're just a pleb now exactly yeah. right you're yeah. a small fish in a big pond yeah. yeah 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 so like in my kindergarten class i remember that small little treehouse thing that was like a little secret reading nook and the teacher told us that the rules were there was only allowed like two people up there at a time and i told my whole kindergarten class that the teacher actually told me that the rules had changed and only one person can go up at a time. And then everyone was like, okay, I didn't know that, but sure. And then I would always, like, get to class early because my mom would always drop me off a little early and I would always go up there first. And I would, like, hog that thing all day. And I would just sit up there and read because I didn't want to talk or hang out with anyone. Because I'd be like, oh, you guys all, you're playing with freaking 
dinosaurs over there just going rawr or whatever. I was like, what the hell? How can you do that for like a whole hour? Or like you're painting with your fingers. Or I'm like, you're playing with balls, just throwing it around. Or you're making a mess over there. I was like, I don't want to play with any of you. So I'd always just go up into that little corner and just read all the books all day. And then like the second it was time to go home, I would just go home. So I never made any friends. Oh, I had this, like I remember in uh, like junior high or elementary, there was this one kid who had had this like little toy snake and then he would just fumble the snake around with his hands and that's all <laughs> like he would do. <laughs> <laughs> and uh back then i was like okay cool he's playing with the snake he really likes the snake but like now i think back about it i'm like oh our brains are messed then no but like isn't it kind of different because like what i also think of is like if i saw someone playing with a yo-yo or something back yeah, in junior yeah. high i'm like oh yeah that's whatever yeah and then all of a sudden, if they did that for long enough, <laughs> they would become good enough where it's like they're That's actually true. next level, if right? If they were practicing it to like improve on their skills, yeah, yeah, so yeah, I understand, yeah, yeah. 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 So that's, that's pretty cool. I also yeah. remember the first time I had homework in kindergarten, it was the teacher gave us some green colorful sheets of paper to bring home, but the color has nothing to do with it. It was like basic math homework, and there were little squares inside... Yeah, there, there was a table, and there would be little squares, and there'd be, like, cats or dogs inside the squares. And on the other column, you're supposed to write down how many cats or dogs are inside, like, squares. And I remember bringing it home, and my dad was like, oh my god, is this your first homework? And I'm like, yeah, are you serious? They're making us count cats and dogs. I thought you said we're supposed to learn stuff here. And my dad was like, you're still in kindergarten, it's fun, you'll get harder homework. And I'm like, oh my god, this is nothing to me. <laughs> so when did it feel hard for you? Yeah, well, what age, do you still, still feel that now, or no? Like, even, like, in university, you're like, oh, my God, I still have to do these stupid-ass yeah. assignments. <laughs> okay, so, like, even, I think I'm just, without, like, sounding super cocky or anything, I think I'm just a little bit naturally, like, Alvin, like, better at school stuff, like, more book smart. But, like, even in university, yeah, there were all the other kids that I'm like, holy crap, how are you actually this smart? Like, you're literally putting no effort at all, or you're just learning everything on the fly, or a teacher would say a concept and they would get it just like that. But I think just, like, I didn't, I don't think I worked super, super hard in university. I definitely could have, like, studied a lot more, like, how I saw my peers studying. But I think I did, like, pretty well for the amount of effort I put in. Right. I guess. Yeah. Actually, for me, in school, I completely regret not doing more things. Like, more extracurricular stuff. Right? Exchange programs and stuff. Because now I think back, I'm like... Man, all that schooling was great, but all the experiences I could have got would have been like infinitely more useful in my life than than the actual schooling itself. But you thought school was pointless, though. Uh, yeah. So school itself was pointless. But for example, even in high school, I wish I joined more clubs and like made more friends and just did more things that could create more bonds. I guess. Uh-huh. Um, because I, I think at that age. I was always just thinking, like, what's the end goal? Like, where do I go from here? Well, okay, then goes again to university. What's the point of, like, meeting all these people when I just have to do good in this one class? See, you didn't realize that, like, when you were in school, right? But you realize it now. So imagine you had a younger brother, and then you told that younger brother all these things. Now now he's, like, he's way smarter than everyone else with the knowledge he has. But, like, for me, I know that now... A decade after. Mm, I guess, yeah. Right? Maybe the age gap wasn't, like, yeah. large enough for yeah. you guys. Because, yeah. like, like I know it now. Like perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, the stuff I know now, I can teach myself a decade ago. Yeah, if you're, like, if I relive my life, yeah, like, yeah, starting yeah, exactly. from high school, oh, man, I would be the yeah. biggest oh, my genius, God. right? Yeah, right? <laughs> I'd be, like, Max Min King. I'd be optimizing <laughs> I everything. I would not take IB. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would do everything 
almost perfectly, right? <laughs> that's always the wish, right? Going yeah, back yeah. in time and stuff. That's why now it's always like for me. Instead, it's instead of thinking about going back in time, it's more like, okay, how can I change my experience now? Right? Yeah. How can I be a little more smarter now so that yeah. I don't have to say, yeah, oh, but, if only I could go back. To yeah, this. yeah. But there's there's like there's bound to be like five years from now, ten years from now, we're always gonna think, oh, that mistake. Oh, I should have done that instead, mm-hmm. or I should did that instead. Mm-hmm. Right. That's that's almost always gonna be the case, right? Unfortunately. Yeah. So it happens when we're just mere mortals living a pleb life but um yeah there's this one uh quote in uh about volleyball i i read a couple days ago it's like uh i never lose i either win or i learn so i was like i took that mindset into i I was telling ryan our star about it yeah yeah, i was like i took that into you know it applies to all our areas of life not just volleyball but um yeah yeah we're just all trying to you know learn and we'll make mistakes along the way but well i think it's so like i feel like i didn't actually really learn about that until i was say like 25 or something Mm. like because it feels like i was always back in the day thinking about literally just max min like Mm k most things least amount of effort and all Mm. that stuff but now it's almost different now i was like i want to experience things you know like i want to do things that whatever dollar value i put into it I won't get the same output in terms of uh, actual, um, what's the word? Like an actual output that I can actually count. Like I can't say like, hey, I spent $100 to go on this ride, but in my mind, it only it's only worth $25. Like I can't do that anymore in, in my brain because now I'm like, the experiences are different and I don't know what $100 thing I'm going to do that's going to change my life compared to the, all the $20, $30, $100 things I'm going to do that does nothing to my life. But that one chance is worth it that I'm just going to keep trying. If, if that makes sense it's like now that i know the the value of experiences and things that can kind of change your life whereas before i'm just thinking like oh you know how do i make the most money or how do i you know get the most amount of this or how do i get the best grade but now it's more like hey how do i just live in the present like mm-hmm. live in the moment and just you know do the or experience the experiences that i regret not doing when i was younger yeah, that pretty much sums up our experiences and our upbringings. <laughs> and how we uh, started from when we were the kids. The bottom, to, and now we're here. Yeah, we're here. Uh, Something that I've learned recently was that um, every single aspect in life needs to be learned. Literally every single thing. So, from obvi- the obvious things like cooking, you obviously need to put effort into actually learning to be good at that. Or things like volleyball, you actually need to put effort into learning that. But then it extends also into things that I guess people don't even think about, like being a good friend. It's something you even have, you also have to think about because you. Some people might think like, oh, you, if you click with someone, you click with someone. It's naturally just gonna work out. But sometimes you have to actually learn, like, ways to show that you're a good friend, ways to show you care, or ways to be a good boyfriend girlfriend, ways yeah. to be a good daughter, ways to be a good mom, a good pet owner you have to learn literally every single aspect in life to be good at it that's i feel like sometimes that's the shitty part too like um like i tony how you said like you you can tell your little brother all these experiences and stuff but sometimes you literally can't know until you fail mm-hmm. like no matter how many times someone says don't touch the stove you won't as a kid you won't know it's hot until you touch it and you feel the pain it's kind of that very simple analogy but sometimes it's, it's i feel like that's that's how it is right like you won't know until you try or you won't know until you do something and no matter how many times someone tells tells me this it's like 
some things I just have to do it I just have to do it try it fail and then I will learn or I will really instill that that whatever I learned a lot more after the failure compared to after someone telling me right it's like don't gamble you're gonna lose your money and then you know I see people winning and then I'll gamble and then I lose my money then I'm like okay I know that person told me that but until that actually happened to me I didn't know how I would actually feel about it or like what would actually have happened like they told me what would happen but that feeling is different when you learn from a failure than when you just learn from someone saying something to you Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of similar to how like when you grow up your parents always tell you all these like lectures all these morals all these things that you should do the ways you should behave all that stuff but you don't really listen to all that stuff because you're like oh mom or dad you're always nagging me you always tell me this and that but as you grow up you kind of realize things like oh like when my family my when my parents were used to say oh like family means everything i used to be like ah, eh, family's not everything or my parents used to say things like oh like family will always be closer than friends i used to think no you pick who your family is regardless if it's like blood related or not but now that i'm growing up i kind of see like oh family actually is pretty important even though i don't agree with the like friend part in their in their eyes but i kind of see how they say things like oh your family actually means a lot your family is always going to be there for you or things like when they say oh the world is actually very unfair and tough like when i was growing up i'd be like "Ah, no way but now i'm like oh yeah it's like not easy being like growing up the more older you get and stuff well it's like our ego makes us think that we're smarter than we actually are Mm -hmm. until we get shut down because our ego is too too big right i think i feel like that's what i learned so much is because like i feel like i've always had a really big ego especially when i was younger um but until i i I feel like i had to get put down several times before i was like okay like this can't keep happening Mm. like i can't keep up with this like mm-hmm. big ego that i have like there has to be more to this right mm-hmm. and that's where i kind of start learning you know empathy and all that stuff and be like okay it's not all about me and winning and stuff like that there's more to more to life in the world than, than that but yeah like sometimes you just gotta try it out you gotta fuck up a lot and then that's how it works so it feels like but i feel like in general like the three of us had different actually me and viv have kind of similar i feel like our our upbringing was kind of similar. My, my family didn't care too much about family but relatively in canada and stuff it was it was similar like i always had those get-togethers with my family every saturday kind of thing at someone's house Mm -hmm. my grandparents like my cousins were always really young so they'd always drop off like the little shits at my house and i had to like babysit them and stuff yeah and and that was the annoying part but in general it was it was relatively similar but it's kind of cool like seeing how different yours is tony but like i don't know i feel like we're not that much different either but you had a very interesting in my opinion upbringing uh, uh, yeah, I definitely say it was pretty like different because you you guys your guys's family and cousins and relatives are yeah, all here, yeah. but like mine's are mine are in China still, so yeah. it's basically just our family and it was yeah. much smaller, and uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I think that's made me um, become more independent today as a person, but uh, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I think for sure. Like when I see Tony, it's always like yeah he. He knows his shit. He's really independent, and he's very disciplined in whatever he does and learn, mm-hmm. which is very uh, admirable, like, in, in, in my opinion. That's what you, you see on the outside. <laughs> True. I have a very interesting or a kind of different perspective on independence now that I've been like living with Davis for a, over a year or two years now. Yeah. 
Um, since Davis was raised as an only child, I can kind of see how, or I knew that he, when he was growing up, he was alone most of the time. And so that's why he's like so into gaming is because he found like comfort in gaming and he thought it was uh, like a fun way to spend a lot of time by himself. Right. But when I was growing up, I had my sister all the time with me. Yeah. And then since we we're very close in age, we pretty much were always around each other like all the time. And even like before I moved out, even if my sister and I were doing different things and we were still in the same house, we would just stay in the same room. So if I was doing some homework or some stuff or some work or anything on my like laptop or my phone or even if I was just chilling, she would always I would always go to her room and do it just so that I would have like her company along. I thought that me. was just a feminine thing. I don't think it's an upbringing thing. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Do you think no. that's a I think well, I don't know, like that's same with my sister like Whenever we're in the house together and she's doing something, she'll want to do it near me. Whenever yeah. I'm doing something, uh, actually, but you're okay with just studying by yourself. Yeah, right? yeah. Actually, yeah. Maybe. I, I feel I, like I'm. I'm pretty okay with just so doing my own thing all the time. Yeah. So like, it's kind of it's like weird. So I was so used to always doing things like by myself, but then my sister would always be like nearby. Like either I would be like in my room, or even she would be in her room. But our doors would be open, and once in a while, she'd be like, "Oh my god, do you see what I just sent you?" And like, it would be kind of like an open communication channel, or we'd be close enough. Or if my sister was downstairs, she'd be like, "I'm going downstairs to make food. You want to just come down?" And I'd be like, "Okay, sure." Okay. And I would just like move all my stuff downstairs just to sit in the kitchen and do whatever I'm doing. We won't even talk. And be in be each like, other's presence. Like, kind of, yeah. Um, but like or peripheral. But like for there's a saying for guys. It's like we want to be alone but we don't want to be lonely we want to be we don't want to be lonely but we want to be alone interesting i never thought it would be a like guy versus girl thing i just thought it was like because i was raised and i grew up with having someone like a sister and somebody close with me all the time and davis didn't because we live together now when we were first living together i would always just like sit in the same room as davis just doing my own thing until eventually davis one day was like why do you always like being in the same room as me? Like, I like having my own space. And I didn't really understand that at first because I'd be like, wait, you have your own space. You're doing something else. I'm doing <laughs> yeah, something else. I'm not even talking thing, to you. think that's a real thing because, like, you know how, like, girls, just, like, from what I've observed, is you go to the washroom together. You guys go mm. to, you go, go oh, shopping maybe. together. It's like you need that company. Let's say, for example, Jen, she wants to go grocery shopping with her family versus if it was just me. Okay, let's just run to the grocery store, get what we need. Yeah, and just book it. Yeah. yeah, maybe it is a guy, guy, girl. Oh, thing. that's interesting. Like, the, the only thing I can think of is similar is sometimes if I'm studying back in like university and stuff. I would put on like a Twitch stream or someone and just have someone talking in the background. But yeah. for for me, that's more like white noise. Like I want some oh, of that white true, noise. True, yeah. I, I, I gotta have but but I don't really care about someone being there. Mm-hmm. I just kind of wanted that random white noise. Like for example, like when I'm actually in in on campus, like in the cafeteria or whatever, I can concentrate on whatever. Like the noise doesn't bother me. I like like, get what like you're people will be screaming though. and doing whatever, and things will be flying around me. But I'll just be like doing my homework and stuff, and it won't bother me whatsoever. But that being said, like I don't necessarily need someone like right there. So I actually do agree yeah. with Tony. I think it's more of a oh, girl. Th- I actually, so I do know out in public, like probably in a washroom, like in certain locations, and maybe this is an evolutionary thing. Like girls went together because it was more dangerous, like yeah. like to go solo. And like I say, it could be evolutionary of certain times or in the past. So that that could be something that stems from that that turned into just you guys liking or girls liking like to have other people around or that like maternal bonding factor maybe to be honest i don't really get the going to the washroom thing together 
Like, I've never gone in there. You guys, like, play battle shits or something? Because I always assume you go to the washroom together just so that... It's also just so you could talk, I guess. Or maybe so you could, like, gossip or, like, both check out, like, how you look or whatever. But I, I don't know. I just... For the whole washroom thing, I just never got why you need to go with someone else. Next time we get one guy, two girls on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so sometimes... Sometimes... I would like hang out with my guy friends and one of them be like, I have to pee. And then that would spur my mind. Like, wait, I have to pee too. <laughs> and then we just all run in and pee. But it wasn't because like we had to do it. It was yeah, just because yeah. like, I just remembered. I didn't think about my bladder in a while. So like, let me go too. But like the whole growing grocery shopping thing that you mentioned that Jen does, I also like growing grocery shopping like with people because I think it's just funner. So like for, I really like being alone too mm. but then it's weird i find running errands and stuff so much more fun when you do it with someone else because mm-hmm. it's kind of like very it's a very mundane task yeah. but you're kind of sharing like your everyday life with someone else so you, it makes you feel kind of closer with whoever you're doing with i i totally get that too because like there's one time randy was gonna go to the uh airport to uh go to toronto with yeah. his friends and um uh his flight was at like 6 a.m so so that means we would have had to wake up at around four and mm-hmm. then uh, jen was gonna originally drive him and so jen was like hey tony uh can you come with me because like um just for like the ride back so i don't have to drive back alone i'm thinking like what the hell you need me to sit in the car at 4 a.m just so <laughs> you can fuck? drive back but then um so i'm like you know what let, let me just drive randy i'll just drive randy mason uh and then um and then uh yeah, so th- eventually uh, I drove them, and then on my drive back, I was I was feeling exactly what Jen was like talking about. I was like, "Oh yeah, this is a pretty boring ride if I'm just gonna be sitting in the car ride by myself." So um, yeah, so I I totally get that. Like it just makes it more fun and um, it passes the time by faster. Yeah, it's kind of like the same as like when you grow up with siblings. That I think it's exactly that. When you grow up with siblings, you kind of have something that's just always kind of there and you share all those little bits of your life with them and that's how come you, you and your siblings are like kind of closer than you and your friends almost will ever be unless you bring your friends along with those errands that your sibling would usually be forced to go along with you when you did those errands with your parents yeah so like whenever i sometimes whenever i walk Lumi, i ask i have this one friend that is like always home so i always ask her if she just wants to go on a walk with me and Lumi, or like whenever i go run errands i have another friend that lives nearby and i always ask her because she always likes running errands together and it just feels really nice because it's like you're hanging out but you don't exactly you don't feel like oh i'm taking time out of my day because oh i have a really busy day i had a lot of errands to run so sorry i can't hang out but like oh we both have a lot of errands to run why don't we just run them together and it just feels a little bit nicer yeah, i guess i feel like that feeling happens a lot less with guys like, for me, it's literally one of seven. Like, seven days of the week, I'll do all my shit by myself. Or six six of the seven days of the week, I would do all the stuff by myself with no problem. And then the one day that I'm hanging with Joyce, I'm like, okay, yeah, we'll, like, run errands and stuff. And it's nice to have her around and stuff What like about that. us? We go to volleyball yeah. together on Mondays. I, no, I, I, yeah, okay, I get that. But I'm just saying, like, just mundane errands in general. Mm-hmm. For the most part, and I don't know if this is for all guys, but for me, I don't care about having <clears> someone there. Um, because I also find like I'm faster, more efficient, and I just like you know go do this, go it's, do this, uh, go do this. Yeah, indeed. faster, alone, further together. Yeah. <laughs> All these sayings that Tony has. I think it's like really nice <laughs> if you so have a 
close friend that you can do it so like whenever i run errands i always ask my like best friend carmen to do it with me because we're so close that we don't even have to like like during the drives in between places we talk but when we're actually doing the things we just go do the things so it's almost just as fast but it's it's kind of like you're constantly on on the phone with someone but they can but they're actually just there in person so you don't have to like hold the phone with them. And you can be like, oh my god, look at that stupid driver. You just make small little comments and it's... Maybe you just have really more nice. errands than most people. <laughs> I don't know. I actually don't have any, like, like my day, uh, my weekday consists of going to work, going to the gym, going home. That's about it. And then the only errands I really do is like go buy groceries. <laughs> we live simple lives. Yeah. Like, like literally today I had to go get groceries. I was in and out of Costco like within ten minutes. I was like, I just ran in, grabbed the shit I need. I didn't even grab a grab a cart, and I just like ran to the front, bought it, and I just left. I was like, hmm, oh, that's I good. See. But usually, if I go like grocery shopping with my sister or with Joyce or, or someone else, we would actually browse and look at stuff. But when I'm by myself, I'm like point A, point B, home, and then that's it. I think it's because yeah, I actually really like grocery shopping. I like looking at things and like taking my time. And be like, oh, this is a really nice apple. <laughs> Why didn't I have this apple last week? <laughs> well, you know what we found out at Superstore that is really good on the topic of apples. There's this apple cider from Superstore, and it's like it, it's a game changer. Like you cannot go back to apple juice again after you tried apple cider. Like oh, the shit. only ingredient on there is just straight apples. But like, it, like the the sour, like you know, you know when you bite into an apple, like it tastes like a little bit sour and a mixture of sweet, and it's like really crisp and tart. But like in in apple juice, it's mostly just like sweet, a little bit of it's vitamin like C. It's like added for this, it's like the sour and tartness. Mm-hmm. But yeah, apple cider, really good. Oh shit! Another thing from Superstore is that they have this pc lemonade that's zero calories oh and usually when things have like zero calories or it's like sugar free or whatever it's it kind of tastes like sweetness, right? yeah kind of tastes like ass has a funny aftertaste and whatever but this one tastes so good so so good All if right. you like lemonade who in loblaw paid the both of you <laughs> <laughs> well, who in loblaw paid the both of you to advertise their stuff <laughs> on this podcast <laughs> it's great for tracking <laughs> oh for tracking your macros mm-hmm. and stuff if you want like something sugary doesn't feel that's pretty cool pretty good so have tony have you been back to hometown ever since you you guys left or have Uh, you seen your cousins back in china since or anything like that yeah like only once though um like it was maybe for a week for a vacation did go back to check it out but i can't honestly can't remember much of china when i was i left when i was six seven so yeah i don't really remember much and by the like over the course of maybe 10 15 years like china has gone through a major development and uh i like in like none of the communities look like the same as when i left right. just because of how much um the country's grown and industrialized over the last like decade are you so do you have plans to go anytime soon or anything like um that? no not really just because like the cultural difference is is just it's just too much of a gap like i i can't go back to china i went back um like three years ago to uh one of the most southern like cities um uh in uh, china it's like a vacation destination called uh, sanya and it's basically like the mexico of china or or not mexico but like florida okay yeah, yeah let's just say like that <laughs> so, like drug cartels and shit <laughs> <laughs> no 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 wait We're so you're mexico, saying like a florida. vacation area yeah, yeah vacation area so when you like, said florida i was like yeah so, like crazy people <laughs> wait why 
Florida's known for having like really crazy uh, criminal oh, incidences. Oh, oh, I was like, thinking like beaches wild. and like resorts and okay. yeah, okay, like We're a thinking, Cancun or yeah, something like that. Yeah, okay. Sandy beaches, yeah, yeah, Cancun. Um, yeah, but uh, it's just like you're walking down the street and then like people will come up to you and solicit like, oh, you need a ride? Like, you want to ch- hop in our taxi? We'll drive you somewhere. Where are you going? I'm just like, I'm just going for a walk. I'm just chilling. <laughs> like, where, where do you want to go? I'll take you there. You can you can travel around. Or like the restaurant owners, oh, like, come in, come in, come in. Uh, we have uh, fresh fish. We have fresh uh, clams, like straight from the seaside. I'm like, no, 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 I'm good. That's a lot of Asia. Like, even in Japan and stuff, they'll try to advertise outside oh, their stores. really? Yeah. But, like, do they, like, actually, like, approach you and basically, like, take up your space and, like... Ah, uh, no, I just felt like my no. bubble was... Yeah, no, no, they, they don't. They, they would advertise outside their building, like, oh, yeah, we have the best whatever here, and they'll try to get you, like, lure you in and stuff. I got yeah. so mad when I went to Europe and I had all those, like... Um, street people trying to sell you things mm-hmm. they would always come up to you and they wouldn't leave if you said no mm-hmm. I got so pissed off at so many of them because sometimes they would be like hey do you want a brace do you want to buy a brace and I'm like oh no thank you and they're like oh but this bracelet looks really good on you I'm like oh no I said no thank you and then sometimes I heard that like before I went to Europe the, Europe, they, I heard from some friends that apparently they try and put the whatever they're selling on you and they'll be like oh you touched it sorry you have to buy it and they'll try and do something Sounds so like that they scam. can make you buy it like they'll put it on your brace your wrist and they'll like take a step back and be like oh you have it on your wrist like you have to pay it i'm not taking it back i'm not taking it back and so like when i was yeah when i was in europe sometimes people would like try putting a bracelet on my hand and be like don't touch me i said no i don't want to buy it but then they'd be like oh no but it looks so good and then this one time i was like what don't you understand i said no yeah. <laughs> oh my god that's it really crazy. annoyed that shit at me yeah oh, have you been back Viv, to the to the motherland or whatever your motherland well, is well i don't i don't i feel like my <laughs> motherland is next time Canada. that happens like if, if they put a bracelet on me uh, i'd be like i empty i pull my like pockets and they show that they're empty and then just book it <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just take it. Wait, what's your what's your parents' motherland then? Have you been there? So my mom is from Vietnam and my dad is from Laos. Oh, okay, both pretty close to each other. Mm-hmm. They're right beside each other actually. Yeah, and you've never been back or? Never been to any. Oh, I've been back to Vietnam, and then my parents would be like, "You see this shit we've been through?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm glad I'm not here." Oh, I kind of <laughs> saw that like growing up. You see it on the TV. Well, how was see. like? What was like? Was it like the villages or was? Well, it, like, my dad lived in villages, so it was like a farm. Yeah. So, like, when I went back the first time, I was a lot younger. Like, they barely had electricity. Like, they had it, but it was, was only it one like room Was it, like, the rice paddy fields and they had the rice uh, No, they did sugar cane. So, they had oh. the sugar cane pa- uh, fields and stuff like that. But, yeah, it was it was pretty shit conditions. But it's actually growing a lot faster now. So, even I'm, like, now everyone has phones. Like, cell phones are a more mm-hmm. relevant thing there. And it's more connected. And uh, I forgot what their version of Uber is, but it's, like, everywhere. Um so yeah, it's pretty cool that they're coming to our time kind of thing. Um, so yeah, because I, I think I went back two, three years ago, and that was that was pretty fun. Yeah, would you ever live there again? Um, like or I no. mean, like live there for like a year or two? Or something? No, I don't know. I feel like I've learned. I, I always fantasize about these like romantic things where it's like you live in a different country for so long like, or not not so long but like you try out this country and move to another country and that's what happened to my dad yeah but then like in reality just the way i've grown up i feel like i need i need uh i need somewhere where i can go back to zero like this is like baseline mm-hmm. and then i can go somewhere else for vacation and stuff and that'd be fun 
but still even now i kind of you know fantasize about living in europe to work just because i know engineering in europe and in the states is a lot more advanced than it is in canada so for my specific field of work i would love to kind of do that um so i still think about that a lot and i still i don't know i, I still look at some possible opportunities and stuff but at the same time like it, i feel like i built such a nice community around me it's, it's almost like it's hard to leave but i definitely know like here myself in edmonton i'm way too spoiled and i need that adversity to grow further um like mentally and stuff like that so it's like i almost have to pry myself away from it and like i don't know it's almost like a sadistic thing it's like i almost have to go through the the shithole in order to become a better person mm-hmm. but um I don't know if that has to be the case, right? Like, that's just my, my own mindset. Like, I need to go come through more personal challenges in order to grow as a person. And right now, I feel like I'm coasting. Like, I feel like I'm not really developing much right now just because everything is so easy and nice for me here, right? Um, so that's why I always think about, like, yeah, what, you know, thinking about living in different places. But at the same time, I don't really have to, like, do that to myself. Like, I could just live yeah, in a different place a in, in Canada. Yeah, that too, but... I, I think it was sometimes like I, I always thought about like living in the Nordic region of Europe that'd be pretty cool that's one of the ones I would like something like Sweden or something for engineering oh that would be so nice but we'll see what happens life comes and goes and I don't know what's gonna come for me I just wanna live forever that's all <laughs> what's your guys' most earliest memory mm-hmm. I was talking to one of my friends yesterday and he said that his earliest memory was when he was around eight or nine, which I think is pretty shocking. Cause I think I would assume it's a lot earlier for most people. I think mine's preschool. Like what age? I think mine would be four years old because the earliest memory I can think of was when I was playing with one of my younger cousins, and I think she wanted like a toy or something that I had, and I was like, "No, go get your own," and she started crying. And I remember thinking to myself, "This is when I was four. I was like, Viv." You're four years old. Why are you being such a bitch to your cousin that's younger and just wants a toy? Oh, you had the empathy in you already? I didn't know how yeah. to be. And I, like, talked to myself. I was like, you're only four years old. Why are you this mean at this age? So then I, like, gave her the toy. But that's, uh, I guess, my earliest memory. Whatever preschool is. Because I remember walking to preschool with my grandparents, like, every morning. Um, and then anything earlier than that, I wouldn't remember. So what's, what's the age of preschool? Is it around four or five? five? I think four or five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the earliest. Anything before that, just nothing. I don't know. I remember uh, five years old, maybe six years old. I was playing. Um, you know, instead of tag, there was. Uh, it always goes back to chasing games, but like, uh, uh, it's like werewolves. So like, there's a sheep, and there's. I think it was because of uh, some show in China, like Xiaofei Yang or something. It was like there's a sheep, and then there's like a werewolf. It was like the kind of like the story of the boy who cried wolf. So, like, one person has to be the sheep, and the other person has to be the werewolf, and then you have to you have to catch each other. Or, yeah, one person has to run away, the other person has to catch you. And so, uh, she was, uh, she was, like, a year younger. She was a sheep, I was the werewolf. So then, um, I really got into character, and then I caught her, and then I bit her on the arm. <laughs> 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 and she started crying. That's and not where I expected that to go. <laughs> Pony was RPing so early. He was getting ready for uh, for his future yeah. ro- ro- role play ro- adventures. Life. <laughs> so that was one of my earliest memories, and then I got in trouble after that. 
Nice. Man, you got in trouble a lot, hey? <laughs> I feel like Tony was a troll since birth. Trolling <laughs> his mom, trolling his kids, RPing real wolf. It's uh, nice to know, though. All right, so I guess that's going to about wrap it up for us. It's about the mark we were planning to hit anyways. We're thinking most of these podcasts are going to aim about one and a half to two hours. Um, so Oof. we're pretty much about there. How long has it been? Uh, it's close. Um, so I don't know if you guys want to give us any suggestion for names in the comments below. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, um, and tune in next time for a very special guest. Uh <laughs> Someone's putting up some extreme uh, expectations. <laughs> we have no plans yet for the next one. But yeah, it, we're, we're, we're going to try to make this weekly. Uh, I think I discussed with several people, and I guess I haven't discussed with you, Viv. I was hoping to hit the eight-week mark. I think that's when um, when uh, me and Viv will get better at talking, I guess. and um, we'll, more better enunciation, more yes. fluidity. And then, What'd you say? <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> you understand that? <laughs> yeah, and then hopefully hopefully by then we hope to bring more guests. I, I guess the goal is for us to learn more and then start bringing people on to make it more fun for them. But first, it's about just us trying to make this a constant thing and make this uh, us learning about how to do this, whatever we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're still nameless right now with the nameless podcast. Uh, so if you guys have any suggestion for names, like comment, subscribe, please tell us down below. Yeah. <laughs> um, suggestions for <laughs> topics, suggestion for guests, and um, yeah, and then we'll we'll take that in you know, all the millions of comments we get, and we'll uh, we'll filter it through and uh, find out what to do with it. Yeah. Any last childhood stories you guys want to share? Uh, I think my childhood was... Best childhood memory? Oh, how about last question? What moment do you think really shaped the core or a very solid fundamental belief of yourself today? <laughs> you just left the deepest question <laughs> last. <laughs> like, hey guys, we got about five minutes left, so we're going to go for the deepest pack-punching question. Um, I don't know, it feels like you already have an answer, that's what you asked. Oh no, I was just... Oh. Thinking Tony's are, uh, are my, you know, are like trying to. You want to hear Tony's. some more troublemaking stories? <laughs> sure, whatever you think shaped you the most. Um, I think like you are today. Okay, you know how you guys were talking about like your beatings and stuff that you'd get beat by your parents, um, or, or you wouldn't, but like Jorge would. My mom be? would beat me, okay. but she would beat but, me. But like she, yeah, not. Like, she would tell your dad to beat you a little bit, or she would beat you, right? But, like, uh, there was this one point, where I think it was maybe, it was probably, like, 12, 12 years old, somewhere around there. Um, my parents would uh, would beat me, let's say, like, with a belt or with something like that. They'd use, like, a stick or just kick me, but uh, in the bum. Um, I think... Thanks. <laughs> it's like you're the kick you. In the bum, guys. In the bum, it's fine. Um, <laughs> um, uh, I think there was a point where I was like, uh, I kind of realized like what they were doing. Like I kind of like, like my played like psychological game with them, where I was like, I did something wrong on purpose, and then I'd be like, Yeah, you come and beat me. Like, let's see how much you can hurt me. Like, I, I basically, I did something like that. And then, like, yeah, yeah, hit as hard as you can. And then, um, just come at me. And then, eventually, like, after that, my mom just, like, 
she's like okay yeah there's no point in hitting him anymore like i think he's like beyond it i think tony just likes it <laughs> <laughs> please mom like, no, no 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 not the coat hanger please use the belt <laughs> oh, no. oh, on the no. butt by the way <laughs> on the butt oh no stepmother <laughs> she's like i'm your real mom no, 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 no. not today please my stepmom today <laughs> i think that's like at some point same here where they just know that beating didn't just work anymore mm-hmm. i feel like after that it was guilt after the beating after the beating stopped working it was like trying to for me it was like guilt into like shame or something like that that was the only way they could kind of punish me like um but you know as a teenager it's kind of you rebel more and they have to think of something right so i'm not really angry at any of that stuff but yeah i think after that for me it was more like you know guilt into doing or them saying like you know not not saying i'm at this point but like you know like oh yeah you shouldn't do this or (laughs) pretty much just guilting me into like i see them sad about what i did and then i'd feel guilty about what i did Mm -hmm. and then a bit psychological but you know, I don't really blame them. It's like they like there's you have to discipline your child somewhat, yeah. right? Like so. Yeah. I remember the, around the time when my mom stopped uh, hitting me was when one of my family friends, he, my mom told me that apparently he learned that white kids don't get beat at school. So his mom hit him one day, and he was like, "I learned that I can call the cops." <laughs> <laughs> my parents hit me, and the mom was like, "Are you?" Me? Yeah, go ahead. Go try to call the cops. You think you're like your friends at school? I won't be shy. I'll hit you. And so she actually did hit him. But then he actually did have the guts to call the cops. Yeah. So the cops actually came. Yeah. And she was like, I'm literally just disciplining my child. This is not an abuse case. And they were like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, sorry. We get what's happening. Don't worry about it. You can go home. And she got so mad at him that my mom heard the story. My mom told me. And so my mom's like, when I get really mad, I'm going to hit you harder. So don't you dare try and do that. And I was like, ooh, but are you scared? I could also call the cops now that I know. <laughs> I feel like there's been, like, some meme or something about, like, a black kid's mom. And then the, the black kid learning about the Caucasian kid being able to call. And like, fuck you, mom. <laughs> uh, all right, cool. Um, I think we're going to probably just, unless you have any other questions. you have any questions, Tony, you want to ask us? Um... Any oh, feedback on the podcast? Uh, well, I definitely um, I'm an avid listener of the previous <laughs> oh my podcast. Huge fan, so I'm really uh, happy to be on today's podcast. So I'm really glad to be here, and uh, hopefully next week um, you guys will have good content to put out too. Nice. Looking forward to it. Nice. Cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you to Tonzu. Uh, so we're just going to end it off here, um, and we'll upload this soon for you guys all to enjoy and uh tune in for next week thank you bye everyone bye